Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ben with Common Folk. Just wanted to uh, do a quick intro here to this particular episode. Uh, after listening to it, after our recording, I listen to everything that we record. I just want to make sure the audio is spot on. Um, you know, the topics that we discussed are right on. And I noticed in this particular episode that there was uh, one one topic in particular surrounding bullet calibers. So obviously we're talking about hunting here. We're, we're coming up on deer season. Morgan's getting into it. We're getting excited. Um, and I wanted to touch on the fact that one of the things that we said was not 100% accurate. So uh, bullet calibers, just real quickly, we were talking about a few different things, a few different uh, rounds that folks use during deer season. Um, us in particular, the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 308. Uh, guys coming up, 243s, uh, 270s, there's a lot of different ones. We mentioned that in order to get your head wrapped around the bullet and the size of that, you're going to look at the diameter, and that that number is going to have to do with the diameter of the bullet in millimeters. Now, in some cases that is correct, but that is not accurate on those particular rounds. So just want to touch on that, want to make sure that you guys understand that we know we're not pointing you in the wrong direction, but basically kind of a quick guide there. If you're looking at a round and it is a point something, so point three oh eight, point two seventy, something along those along those lines, what you're looking at is a US measurement, so a measurement in inches, point three zero eight inches. Now obviously that can be converted to millimeters, which we were talking about it being in millimeters, and and that is not. Um, on the other hand, there are rounds. Uh, especially some pistol rounds that are measured in millimeters, nine millimeter as an example. Uh, it has it right in the name. So that is a, a millimeter diameter measurement. So just want to be clear on that, make sure we're not pointing you in the wrong direction. Uh, this was a really fun episode. Like I said, we're getting excited. It is hunting season here in the Midwest and rifle season's coming up. So stick with us. I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, thanks for following along. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. What is up everybody? How we doing? Good. Can I talk? (laughs) (laughs) That's up to you. You can talk if you want to. You just can't talk when I'm trying to set up all the stuff. Folks, Ben just was getting crabby at me. No, you're getting crabby. You know Ben's a big audio guy, audio perfection, which is good. It it's good for the sound. podcast. Yeah. But Morgan, you know, being on time, that's that's a big thing yeah. too. So. so it's stressing me out, guys. There we we have conferences here soon, yeah. and okay. these boys are just pushing it to the last second all to right. record. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> moving on, moving on. So before we get started, let's uh, real quick, I wanted to dive in and tell people thanks for doing the reviews on the Apple Podcast app. That's the only place I know of that you can leave mm-hmm. reviews. On the other ones, if you listen to anything, you click on five stars. All that's been coming in, um, and it really helps us out. So I want to read one real quick from Apple. This individual says, down to earth. Love this podcast. It's down to earth and topical. Love hearing about their opinions on great hot topic items. Also love hearing the small business owners they talk to and other content creators. All around a good show with good people. 
And I think that's what we're going for. Yeah, we're good people. I mean, it's common. (laughs) It's common folk. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's that's one of my favorite things we do is when we do get on small business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, and man, they're a lot of times we'll end up with characters like we didn't know that going in, but like everybody has a story. Yeah. It's just kind of fun to dive into it. For sure. And we've got a couple other, you know, we've kind of focused on a lot of um, Nebraska companies because obviously Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we're at. It was just wasn't really the original intent, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the, the route we've been going. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple other ones getting lined up here before too long. I think they're going to be a lot of fun, so yeah. people stay tuned. Yeah, maybe a brewery or two. You know, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and the offer still stands. If you if you take the time to go on, do a review, do a rating, just let us know. Shoot me an email, Ben at FarmFocused F O C U S E D dot com. Let me know if you want a hat or a t shirt. What size you are? We're shipping out Common Folk merch. And I'd bet, you know, we had the certified Piedmontese guys. Mm-hmm. I bet that I bet our uh, promo code's still up and running. Yeah, you yeah. Know? If you're looking to try some of that certified Piedmontese beef, uh, cpbeef.com, mm-hmm. use code farmfocus25. Yep, for 25% off your order. Yep. Pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, and we, since that, have had some. Yeah. Been pleasantly surprised. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was a tough sale job, you yeah. know, because I yeah. grew up on that. It better be a fatty. It better have yeah. marble to yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So it was different. We'll dig into that some more here on a, on a few more episodes, but for the time being, it's uh, it's worth a try mm-hmm. for sure. No doubt. So today, um, we're getting really close to the opening of deer season. Whoa. Yes. That fits your outfit. No, this isn't a deer hunting outfit. This is. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I went and shot some birds out at uh, BD. Oh, nice. Yeah. I know, nice. but like camo ish, orange. Yeah. It's yeah. all. Yeah. It's yeah. all hunting. Yeah. So I think that's that's something that we'll talk about as well. But yeah. what I wanted to dig into today was with this coming up. It's it's on the mind of a lot of people, um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of everything that we've been doing to build up to this for kind of mm-hmm. the benefit of the new hunters out there that are wondering how you do it and of the experienced yeah. ones that just like to hear talking about right. whitetail hunting. Yeah, and what and what a different outfit's doing or what different guys are doing. You can always learn more. Yeah. You know, and I don't really care what field it is or what you're talking about. There's always room to grow. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think you're spot on as far as for folks out there that maybe want to get into hunting or are curious about it, want to know more, or even your seasoned veteran that, you know, Deer camp's just a part of their life growing up and throughout today, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, and you guys, right? We're, you, first time. Yeah. From our, from our perspective, that's what's interesting about this is that it is, we're first timers. Mm-hmm. So all of this has been, is relatively new, although we've grown up around it our whole life. So like mm-hmm. I've seen all of it. All of my buddies have always done it. I've just never gotten into it. Yeah. Uh, and to kick it off for us, Morgan decided last year she wanted to get into deer hunting. So, mm-hmm. you know, we... Me being me, I, I love shooting. I love doing that kind of stuff. My first thing is let's figure out what gun we're going to get. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and start trying to figure that out. She doesn't really care. She just wants something that's going to work well. Right. Uh, it's going to be comfortable. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll get into that in a second. But really there's all these other things that we needed to do. We yes. needed to start scouting the area, um, figuring out the patterns, mm-hmm. You know, figuring out if mm-hmm. we even have any animals in the area. And that's kind of where you came right. in first. Right. So you know, we just kind of naturally started that conversation. Uh, and there's a process to it, especially if you want to set yourself up for success. So, you know, one of the first things we did was about over a year ago now, got some trail cameras out there uh, and got an idea of what's going on. We also put up some mineral blocks, uh, some feeders, and that there's a couple of things that happened there. 
you actually help the deer herd out because you're supplying maybe some minerals, some vitamins, some nutrients that they're not getting in the natural forage. But you're also getting, uh, you're pattering them out, you know, to where they're just staying on this deer trail. Maybe they're coming back to it a little bit more. Um, and you also get a really good idea then of the deer, you know, your deer population in your area. And now we've had those uh, trail cameras up for basically two years now. So mm-hmm. we've got a really good idea of what's out there, what's happening. And, and Morgan, I know you got your eyes on, on a really big buck. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he hits it daily now, that, yeah. that mineral block, and gives us a, a couple of really good shots just about every, every evening. And now what's really exciting, he's starting to show himself during the day. Hmm. He, he's hitting that. Oh, really? He's okay. hitting the, the mineral lick uh, about at 7 a.m. now every day. So that's pretty exciting. Good. Because I guess in my head I was thinking we were going to go in the morning. But we could do the evening, too. Well, I think that's something for new hunters because, mm-hmm. you know, for I myself, I, I don't really know for a fact. So what's what's that look like? So every state, you know, has different rules and regulations. But Nebraska's is um, you cannot fire. And we're talking about rifle season. Uh, bow season mm-hmm. starts a little earlier and runs a little later. But we're talking about the two weekends and the week in between of rifle season, the traditional rifle season. And that's where the majority of your hunters come from. Um so that's what that's what we're really getting at here. So we're gearing up for that mid-November rifle hunt. And I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, saying. So you know, when are we going to plan on actually sitting down oh, there and, and, and right. waiting? So Nebraska's rule is, or you know, their their law is, you cannot fire until half an hour before um, sunrise, and it's a half an hour after sunset. Okay. So I think right now, what is our sunrise sitting about? Five after seven, something yeah, like that. Very yeah, close to seven, I think, yeah. So you're going to want to be in that deer blind. You're going to want to be ready to go. You know, by like six. Yeah. Okay. When's the, the speaking of that? When's the time change? Oh, that's got to be coming up here, doesn't it? Ooh, if that's, I don't know. Is that before rifle? And then that's going to. Isn't that permanently going to stop then? Is is this oh, the last I don't, one? I'm not sure about that. I, I thought but, I heard some chatter yeah. about that. But I was just thinking, like, if yeah. it was okay. So if it's seven a.m. If the time changes, you know, it's. It's going to feel um, like 5 a.m. when you're supposed yeah. to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. either way, um, so we're, so we're going to we're gonna try to hunt at mm-hmm. at sunup. We want to be yeah. set up oh, yeah. at yep. sunup. Yep. And then. Especially knowing what we know, that he's he's there. Yeah, we've been tracking that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, and then how long will you stay? Till midday or something? You know, or? kind of our tradition, um, we, we, hit, we get to where we want to be early in the morning, you know, and we're all set up. And then when it gets to about that mid-morning spot, you know, 10 or so, we'll start walking some draws, you know, with some guys in place. Mm. You know, we got a lot more ground to work with. Um, and then we all kind of meet up at a central location around noon and just really enjoy each other's company and have some cold meat sandwiches, some deer sticks, you, mm-hmm. you know, maybe have a beer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and depending where the Huskers are playing or not, you know, maybe mm-hmm. turn on the game or or listen to it on the radio. Like it. It's just a big, fun tradition, kind of like we talk about sporting events. It, it's more than just football or basketball. It, it brings mm-hmm. the family together. It brings the alumni together. Uh, that's kind of how my family views deer season. Mm-hmm. Like we all kind of drop what we're doing in the middle of November, head home, and, and just enjoy each other's company. And, and deer hunting's at the center of it. That's the driver, but that's not the main focus. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. So that set up, the area that we're setting up, we do that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um we had to do a lot of prep to that area. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, where we're hunting is in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I see like throughout the years, you see pictures, guys maybe are sitting on the edge of the woods, shooting out into an open field or something like that. We, right. we are in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. So y- your guys' setup is, I would, it, it's more like what you'd see in like Georgia or one of the southern states where it's very wooded and they got to go in there and basically cut out shooting lanes. And you guys had a real nice, you know, there's a creek bottom there. And a big-time trail that, I mean, turkeys, deer, raccoons, everything uses that trail. Um, So we got up on the bluff to give everyone a really nice shot. But then we had to cut out some shooting lanes, wide, nice shooting lanes, uh, so we could make that shot, you know, with a rifle shooting down towards uh, the creek. And that's another thing. Man, you better know where that bullet is heading, you know, if you Mm -hmm. miss or it goes wayward or whatever. And this is perfect for what we have set up because it's just going to go right into the hillside. You know, if you miss or whatever, uh, we don't have to worry about a loose, you know, bullet maybe going over a hillside or something like that. Yeah. So we were down there um, a few weeks ago trying to get stuff set up in plenty of time Mm -hmm. and walking around. Andy, you did some cleaning up down there. Morgan and I went down, cut cut down a few trees, yeah, ripped you some branches started out. cutting some down. We yep. cut a couple more down. Cleaned up the area where the blind went. Yep. Got ourselves a good sight on a couple of different paths down there that we think we know where the deer are going to come through. Right. Um, also ran into a couple of things that uh, we know are going to <laughs> adhere a successful hunt. Yes. yes. And what was that? Well, we found a tent that was not ours on our property. A blind, yeah. A blind. And then we found a hunting stand mm-hmm. in a tree yep. with like ladder things oh, yeah. it, in the tree, yeah. Yeah. just chilling way down there. <laughs> so down in the, so, the area that we're at within a few hundred yards each way, um, including our property, there's three different properties there that kind of meet up. Mm -hmm. So my suspicion is that it's folks that who own those other properties had let someone hunt their ground Mm -hmm. and they just decided, I'll just go a little over the fence over here. I like this spot a little better. And they can always plead ignorance like, oh, I thought that was yours. Uh, But there's a feeder not very far away, which Mm -hmm. is very, in my mind, so rude. Like, don't act like you didn't see that. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, that made me so fiery. Well, yeah. And, like, we've been supplying the feed, yeah. you, you know, and mm-hmm. the deer blocks it's and just all that wrong. stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're they're getting there to get the first crack at yeah. it. So, needless to say, we moved that blind mm-hmm. yeah. up on the bluff, and we're going to use it. it you <laughs> know, that happens all the time. I'm and sorry. It's really, a, it's it just sucks. Um, and I, I get it. If you don't know somebody or, or whatever the case may be, you'll maybe fudge it a little bit and just try to go hunt. But, dude, that's a big-time offense. That's trespassing. Yeah. There's all sorts of things that go into that. Right. And what you said, Morgan, it's also very rude. I mean, not only are they within, what was that, 300 yards of our deer feeder and, yeah. and the mineral site, that blind was right on the trail. So I was kind of ticked off like, well, they're screwing up the trail. We're, we're pattering these deer out, trying to get them to use this trail every day and be comfortable with it. And we want more doe and fawn to be there. Mm-hmm. When someone's down there kicking around and putting in a tree stand here and right next to it, a, a ground blind there, that disrupts their natural, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the paths they take every morning, every day. So that's where I was kind of 
frustrated. And like we've been working so hard for like two years. I know. To, you know, really make this trail conducive mm-hmm. for them to use day in and day out. And some trespasser, whatever, was down there kind of goofing that up for us. Yeah. Well, and you left a note. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm, I'm the, the kind of guy, like and... I, you know, I tried to figure out, talk to a couple of neighbors, hey, are you letting anybody hunt out there? Could this be theirs or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, not to try to get mad at anybody, but right. just to try to, you know, point it out to them. Um, so we took the stand down, took the blind down. I left a note on the tree, you know, and I said, mm-hmm. hey, I, I've got your stuff. Here's my phone number. If you want it back, call me. I just don't want you hunting on my ground, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, haven't got any phone calls, so. <laughs> and, you know, that could have been an honest mistake. It really could have yeah. been. I mean, but, yeah. but the yeah, fact if... that you haven't heard back, yeah. <laughs> that might tell yeah. you what you need to know. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. So, anyways. So, we got that cleaned that. up. <laughs> yep. Um, got the blind set up. We've got good view. Um, we feel pretty good about everything that's going on, um, about our chances, I guess. Mm-hmm. Morgan's going to be the one pulling the trigger. So, we had to – Morgan doesn't have a lot of experience shooting – We've, um, you know, over the years shot a fair amount of shotguns, mm-hmm. um, trap shooting, those kinds of things, pistols, yeah. you know, trying to learn concealed carry and getting comfortable with pistols and those kinds of things, but not a high-powered rifle. And mm-hmm. even myself, I mean, I don't have a modern high-powered rifle. Yeah. Just I've never had a need for it. So get out, start looking around, trying to figure out what we want to shoot. There's a lot of choices. Oh, my gosh. Yes, there is. So how does someone pick? I mean, I can tell you how, in the end, how I picked, but, I mean, what kind of suggestions would you have? Well, my suggestion is, you know, you want to make it comfortable and is and enjoyable for the shooter, you know. And there's a lot of big, fancy rifles out there, but they have some serious kick to them, you know, just hurt your shoulder type of stuff. And that's not fun for anybody. And that also develops a lot of, as you know, uh, with your shooting experience, bad habits because you're worried about the recoil and, and hurting your shoulder more than you are of just staying focused and staying on that shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you can always move up in caliber too. So, and that's something that, that our father did. He started us off with uh, smaller calibers, 22, 250, 243, uh, and then we eventually moved up to your 30 cals. But, uh, and to, for folks that don't know, it's just, you know, that's just a difference in calibers. And all, all I'm saying is, you can start lower and work your way up. Just make sure that you're within the legal calibers of of that said state. They're all different. You know, they all have a little bit difference to it. But the rifle you bought, I think, is perfect for, for what we're doing here. And, and essentially, it's a little confusing even for me, but I know, like, for Morgan, you wouldn't know this, so we might as well go through it real quick. You talk about calibers, and mm-hmm. you're talking about, you know, uh, to the the 20-ish caliber rounds yep. and then up to yep. the 30-ish caliber rounds, those different numbers that you're rattling off. That's essentially the measurement in diameter of the projectile, right? Right, right. So you look at a bullet, you know, you've got, in most cases, a brass casing down on the bottom, and then you've got what looks like maybe a piece of copper or lead sticking out the top. Mm-hmm. So your projectile is that copper or lead. So the diameter of that projectile is measured in... Is that millimeters? Millimeters. Yep. So you've got twenty-ish. Yeah, for your two forty-three for for yeah. your twenty out six. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. You're, you're yep. talking within the realm of that twenty. Yep. So that's so that's kind of the the girth of that bullet, so to speak, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 piece of metal that's actually flying at the animal. 
So then you step up to more in the 30-ish calibers. Right. 30 out 6, 30 out 308. Yep, yep. I got a really neat rifle that I can't wait to use. I've been restoring it, and it's a it's an old British 303. Okay. And uh, what what it, the origins of it? Real quick story um, is from World War II, and you know that's the most common rifle ever made was the thirty out six. And then after you know the United States government made all their thirty out sixes and this and that, uh, everyone just used them as deer rifles. And it's a heck of a deer rifle, very accurate. Great knockdown power. You know, it's got that nice 30 cal bullet. Well, the Brits were building a similar rifle called the 303. And uh, after the war, semi loads of these rifles would just truck across the United States and just stop at a town and just open the doors and sell them <laughs> 30, 40, 50 bucks a pop. Wow. So my dad bought one, uh, my uncle bought one, and I got a hold of it in high school and just been infatuated with it. And uh, been restoring it, and it's a really unique rifle because it's a British 303, but it says "Property of the United States" hmm. on its on the chamber. So there's a real brief period in there where, when we started helping the Allies, when we finally joined World War II mm-hmm. in the United States, uh, we started helping with their production. And then shortly after, like, why are we building this inferior 303? We'll just give them 30 out sixes. We're already doing it. So. I have one of those very few British 303s that were made by the U.S. government. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, and that's another kind of fun thing with selecting deer rifles and this and that. You can kind of go down a, a rabbit hole yep, like that. to really learn about them. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got, um, you know, just real quick and dirty like we were talking about there. So you've got kind of that measurement and diameter. It gives you a bigger projectile as you go. And then with all these different rounds, you have to get into specifics. Mm-hmm how big that piece of brass is, how much right. um, powder's packed in right. there. You know, there's a lot of these little tiny specifics. But the bottom line um, for me is that there was a lot of, or there was a couple of rounds that were the most, seemed to be the most popular right. lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to dig into those. And with Morgan being the shooter, I wanted to try to find something that was not going to kick as hard, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. Yep. You know, you don't, you. you don't want to scare somebody away from it. Um, and that's going to be accurate. And it's going to be lethal. Mm-hmm. So where I settled was on the 6.5 Creedmoor, yeah. which is, um, to a lot of people, kind of like the new fancy, spancy right. kind of round. Yep. But really, when you start digging into it, you find out that this is a true contender. Oh, yeah. It's been around for a while now, really. Um, but it is kind of the hot new thing. But it's extremely accurate, and if we're taking a shot like what we're set up for, it has more than enough knockdown power. That's where I, you start to hear some flack with the the 20 calories in your Creedmoor is when you try to stretch it out and kind of lob one out there. Um, it just doesn't have the oomph behind it yeah. to really put a good shot on a deer. Yeah. Um, but what we're doing here, we're within 150 yards. We're shooting down at it. Um, we're not trying to ask this caliber to do too much, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a really great rifle for what we're doing. We're not trying to at, make it overperform here. Yeah, so we went out and found a a nice package, Ruger American, uh, the six five. Obviously, it comes with a vortex scope. Everything's ready to go. Bolt action gun. Yep. Um, it's all in one package. I absolutely love the bolt action um, because it's so basic. Yeah. Um, and the more gingerbread you have, the more bells and whistles you have on your, yeah. your deer rifle, the more things that can go wrong. Okay. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I've been with too many guys that have the fanciest, coolest, this or that. And then when that moment of truth happens, oh, it's jammed up. Oh, I can't open my scope. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just 
with the just a dry cut and dry, you know, Ruger made in America yep. bolt action. I, I just love your setup, and I think that's kind of what you should probably have during deer season anyway. Yeah, you, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Morgan's got a chance to uh, shoot it a number of times. Yes. I mean, what do you think? I think it's great. I just have a really hard time. My biggest thing is closing my eyes, mm. my one eye. It doesn't matter if it's left or right. I yeah. just have a really hard time doing it and keeping it closed. So okay. being a new shooter, so she's not. I'm not a good winker. I never have been. She hasn't trained herself to get that sight of yeah, you know yeah. how you how you're going to set up with a scope. And you would know, being yeah. shooting as many guns as you have, it takes time to get comfortable with yeah. a scope. Yes, the scope is how been close you have to be to off. it, how far you have to be from it. You yeah. know what what angle you're looking at it. You and and once you get it, you've got it. Yeah. You could look through any scope and have no problem. Yeah. And that's a great point, too. I mean, something that I think we're getting to here is you got to put in the work on the back end, yeah. you know, out of the field, off the field. Yes. Uh, and that is getting to the range, becoming extremely accurate, comfortable, whether it's closing your one eye, using the scope, you know, figuring out how you want to set the rifle, you know, the barrel of the rifle, you know, do you hold it this way, that way. Yeah. All these things, like, there's a lot of it, too. Just do what you're comfortable with, but make sure you are very, very accurate and very comfortable. Yeah. And you got to stand, right? Is that what you would call that? So, you know, within the or blind, obviously, we're going to be sitting in the blind. So mm-hmm. one of those, yeah, one of those shooting sticks that you can yep. rest the stock on. Yep. Right. Um, so that's that's So that's ready. been good. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out, we sighted the gun in, um, got it in at 100 yards, um, dead on, and then just kind of went out back here and with yes. the stick just this past weekend. And just had her sitting in a chair with a stick and just shooting at a target about 50 to 60 yards out. Okay. Um, figuring out where that scope adjustment's at. Figuring out how to get your your sight. Just uh, getting comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. That's the I mean, ticket. I was on the paper all eight that I shot, but like in the red bullseye was four. You were maybe? with, yeah, like, you were within, within the line, like the mm-hmm. red turning black. Yeah. An inch or so of the so, center of the target. Yeah. At least half the time. Right. And one of the things I, I want you to think of in, in being a bow hunter, it makes you really think of this. Think of that your bullet, the projectile, coming down at the deer and where it's going to enter and where it's going to exit. And if you're if that's going through your head, you know, pre you pulling the trigger, you're going to more than likely put on a fatal shot, a good shot. You know what I mean? It's going to zip through here, go through its lungs, go through its vitals, and exit there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you just have that idea of, of the picture in your mind, you're going to place a, a bullet maybe a little bit more precisely than you would if you're just trying to hit brown fur or, you know, put right. it in the middle. Well, you and honestly, I mean? I mean, I'll out myself again. I don't really know anything. I was like, oh, where am I? I didn't know where well, I would shoot this. I yeah. So I asked, said something. I don't even know what I said. And you were like, oh, no, you're going to have to look at this up. Anyways, the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, pulled up websites and just the other night was looking like where I need to Terrific. shoot. Good. So um, anyways, now I actually know. And then there was like this guy that was talking about if you're shooting up, if you're shooting down. Yep. And that yep. was a little bit much, but um, You're in such close quarters, you won't have to worry about that, that too much. That it's like, you know, front leg up from the front leg. And anyways, just that's like I, I needed was, that visual. That's what I was going to get at next. Yeah. So, you know, Andy, you were talking about having a good, accurate shot placement. And then Morgan talking about, which we talked about this weekend, where exactly is that? Because the whole yeah, point is no is that as an outdoorsman, and I say outdoorsman as men and women, mm-hmm. I can't say outdoors women <laughs> or something like men's. that. Like it doesn't fit. I, I do not discriminate. Uh, as, Obviously, <laughs> as an outdoorsman, 
the last thing that you want to do is injure an animal. Right. So you want a clean shot, clean kill. Yeah. So you need to do all your uh, all your pre work for yeah. that. Yeah. And it's a terrible feeling if you do wound an animal. Mm-hmm. And some people say it kind of comes with the territory. And yes, it it does happen. Um, but yeah, you, you you want to take as many measures as you possibly can to not allow that to happen. Right. Uh, and another message here, you're kind of touching on something there where uh, we're talking about hunting being maybe humane and, and making the animal suffer. It's actually one of the most humane ways to take an animal out. If that deer were to live another half year, let's say four years, um, its death is going to be pretty grim, whether that's being tracked down by a pack of coyotes and ripped apart, still alive, uh, dying of some disease like EHD that's been sweeping through. Um but it's, you know, the end's coming. The end's coming mm-hmm. for us all, but especially mm-hmm. for deer within mm-hmm. a year or two. They don't have a very long lifespan. Um, so that's something that we as people kind of put on ourselves or mm-hmm. it's an agenda that's being pushed on us, whatever you, however you want to take that. Sure. Um, but uh, the goal of the hunter here is to, like what you're saying, uh, Make this as painless and as quick and as humane as possible for the animal. And when you really start diving into it, it's probably the most humane way, you know, that that animal could have went. And and not only that, I mean, for for someone who's really dialed into it, like we've gotten to the last couple couple of years here, we're watching on the game ham, game cam and seeing all these animals. Mm-hmm. And as you've pointed out, you Garrett, your guys have been able to look at these and and say. That thing looks like he's about two years old. Yes. That one, you know, is a three-year-old. That mm-hmm. one's a four-year-old, whatever. And we identify what each one is because they all have their own unique characteristics. Yeah. And then we say, okay, when it comes to hunting time, if we see that two-year-old, we're letting him walk. Got to let him go. You know, so yeah. we're we're managing that population in a way like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's another thing with doing your homework and getting out the trail cams and all this type of stuff is uh, we're affording ourselves to the opportunity to be a little bit more on the conservation side. Mm-hmm. You guys have some fabulous young bucks, young deer running around, and there's we're going to do everything we can not to shoot those guys because they're healthy, they're up-and-comers, and they're going to help the herd. You also have a couple really old bucks Yeah. that, I mean, truth be told, they it's going to go. be— it's going to be tough for them to survive the winter. Oh, if, really? If, if that one is actually what we're thinking, five plus years old, and he's got that fat, sagging belly, there's yeah. some telltales if you really want to dive into it. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough for him to survive another rut and then a, a, a hard winter, which is expected uh, after this year. So this is an opportunity where we can actually help conserve, help the deer herd take out an old buck and also give all these young bucks a pass, your up-and-comers, sure. to really help that herd. And uh, and and put it to good use. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I think that was a big reason why you wanted to get into hunting in the first place, right, Morgan, was for the venison. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. I mean, it's it's definitely something I hadn't had until you introduced us, but um, that was definitely a part of it for sure. Just exciting. I don't know. So what are you most excited about? Uh, I think I'm just most excited about getting one and saying I, I actually did it. But mm-hmm. again, that doesn't come without you guys' help. I mean, literally, you guys, I feel like, might have to be doing more than me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I don't With, know about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, checking all of the cams, putting them up. Mm-hmm. Andy, you and your son well, love to fun. go out there and yeah. feed and, yep. you know, put the food in there and all that stuff. I like to do that. But for someone to just individually do it by themselves, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it would be possible, but it would be a hard right. task for me right. to do. So again, it goes back to, and we've talked about this before, finding somebody that has done this before mm-hmm. and helping you. And I'm sure, like you have said too, you get enjoyment in helping right. somebody right. and you get enjoyment in, you know, doing the things too. Yeah. I, was, so. I can't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to someone the other day. Oh, at the fire department, these couple of these guys who are, um, you know, been hunting almost every year of their life. Mm-hmm. And they were asking me about us hunting this year and I was telling them you're doing it. They've heard about it. And the guy was like, the best thing ever for someone like me that's been hunting my whole life is to go out with a kid or a new someone that's new to the game and help them get that animal and just see Mm -hmm. them experience that. Yeah. You know, and it's just sharing that, that pastime and that, and all that with with more people. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so much fun, you know, and you get to join a community and a very welcoming community, you know, uh, it's just, there's such a harsh stigma out there about hunters and how they're just killers and they're just doing it for them. And really that's like one of the bottom things on my list, you know, I already mentioned it. For us, it's kind of a pastime. It's a tradition where it brings the whole family together for a weekend in November. You know, me and my brothers, we drop what we're doing. We head home to the family ranch and just have a great weekend together. And, yes, deer hunting is the driver, just like going to a Husker football game or whatever. That's the driver. But the the biggest takeaways is the time you get to spend with your, you know, friends and family and being back home. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a a means to an end. Right. Yeah. To a different different end. So I'm excited. I think— I mean, you seem excited. For yeah, I'm me. excited. Yeah, and I'm excited going to experience it. Yeah, to hang out in the blind. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. we see some animals. Get that. <laughs> yeah, that would kind of be Sweet. crappy, I guess. You're not always for sure going to see something, no. so you just be sitting yeah, there. Yeah, nothing's just, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, easy for you to be quiet because for off of this podcast, <laughs> guys, most of the time Ben is kind of quiet. Not I'm quiet not guy. the quiet one. <laughs> Um, so Andy, you're going to go back home. Mm-hmm. You said, mm-hmm. yeah. is it good, quiet, peaceful time? Or do you have a hard time not talking? Cause you're a talker too. It, it, it's quiet time for, okay. for, for when we're, when we're in the blind, it, it's quiet okay. time. You, you know what I mean? So <laughs> have you seen those? Uh, I've seen people in blinds and they're like putting up reels or something on Instagram and the, and the girl's like trying to open like candy real quietly oh, and yeah. the husband's getting all annoyed. Yeah. Makes yeah. me laugh. I won't do so that. So that'll no, that'll be me. I'll be the one. Okay, you're no, the that's shooter. true. I'll be like, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Don't go with the funyuns. That bag is way too loud. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. You just slowly crunch <laughs> yeah. it on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just makes me laugh thinking about it. Who no. knows what's going to happen, and I'm we'll excited. have to do maybe an after. But yeah. um, I'm glad you guys are going to do. No. We'll I'm definitely. Guys. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely do a follow up, um, good or bad. Yeah, we, there's so there's so much more to it as well that we're not going to talk about today, but we will on on the follow up with uh, now you've har- now you've harvested the animal. Now mm-hmm. what? Yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to have to learn the techniques, the proper way to field to, dressing, yeah, processing, yeah. all that stuff. There's some wonderful programs that you've helped out through your business over the years. Hunters helping the hungry. Yep. So you'll have an option there of donating your venison to a food pantry. And these last couple of years have been real hard on our local food pantries. And when they can get their hands on some premium meat, protein-rich, you know, meats like venison is, I mean, that's just, once again, uh, the hunting community helping its overall community mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Cool. Yep. yep. So there's still a lot to do. It feels like we've done a lot and we got a good grasp on it. But well, mm-hmm. when is opening day again? Half of it the yet. 12th? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So got a little bit of time still to... Coming up. Keep practicing. But is it just a week? 
It's I can't the, remember. It's that weekend, the five-day week, and then the following weekend. So you have oh, two so weekends. Oh, so two weekends. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you'll get your shot. You'll okay. get your opportunities. Gosh, that would be so horrible if you miss. Have you missed, Andy? I've never missed. I've mm-hmm. every, never lost. No, every. Okay. <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> that makes me sick thinking about it. No, you're going to be just fine. You've okay. done your homework. You put in your time. You've been we'll out see. on the range. You've even used your shooting sticks, you know, so you're, yeah. you're going to be just fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All yep, right. I think so, Say too. Say a prayer, all you people. <laughs> Say a prayer for Morgan. <laughs> Not for the deer. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is good. Can't wait for the follow-up. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, stay It'll tuned for that. Um, here, hopefully, in a few weeks after we record, Morgan's going to have one, and then we'll We'll get right on it. Or yeah. if she doesn't, then we'll be like, hey. Uh, I'll be crying. We'll but put you no, on kidding. blast on a national podcast. That's fine. <laughs> no, it's be like, good. Andy, you blew it. You told us to put the blind there. <laughs> no, <laughs> it will not. I will not blame. It will be It will be good. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. Well, again, uh, really appreciate the reviews and the, and the, um, and the ratings. Please yeah. go on there and do that. It helps a ton. Uh, but more than anything... Even if you don't do that, we just really appreciate people listening. We get to see all the yeah. um, all the data of you know downloads and those kinds of things. It's well, cool. It's just cool to see. And I like to hear suggestions too. Like, what could we do better? Do you have a, a sure. guest that you'd like to hear on? Let us know. You know, because we don't know everything. And like I said earlier, everybody has a story, and once you dive into it, it's usually very interesting. Yeah. So if we're missing a genre or this or that, let us know. Throw it yeah. out there. If sure. you if you want to um, comment to us at all of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. just visit the Farm Focused page on Instagram, uh, Facebook, the website, farmfocused.com. You, there's a contact page there. Send us anything. Just let us know what questions you have, what suggestions yeah. you might have, those kinds of things. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. So Love it. Yep. But, yeah, it's been great. So thank you all very much. Uh, I guess until next time, huh? Yeah. Sounds good. Later. All right. Peace. See you.